Welcome to the need-hope.com podcast. I'm Chris Gray, and I have a very special guest with me today, Karima. This episode is entitled, Grieve the Baby, Glory in the Gospel. Welcome, Karima. It's good to have you today. I'm glad to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for having me here, Chris. Thank you for joining us. Really yes. appreciate that. Yes. Really do. So, Karima, do you mind if I ask you some very personal questions today? Absolutely. No problem. Okay. I'm here. Okay. Again, we talked about the title of this message is Grieve the Baby, Glory in the Gospel. And so, with that, we're going to dig a little bit deeper in um, talking about your journey, Karima, and uh, in this very, very thing. Can you tell us, Karima, what year was it when you were first pregnant? Do you remember? Um, it was in 83. I believe it was 1983. Okay. And do you still think about this particular baby, this first pregnancy, this baby? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's been, it has been a challenging journey. It has been a challenging journey. The first year after I had the abortion, maybe even two years or maybe three years, I didn't think much about it other than the first night after I had it done. And, and by the way, it was a chemical, not a chemical abortion, but a surgical abortion. Okay. I don't know if at that point that option was even available for me, but at that point I had the surgical method, and uh, you know, I, the first few years it, it didn't really register with me other than the first night after the surgery. But um, it was years later that I started thinking and dwelling after I had my first child in '85, mm. and. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty uh, difficult yeah. to see it mildly. The thought came to me that that was a boy. So that's been in my heart for a while. That yeah, that was a son, my firstborn. Okay. That I gave up. Right. And so, can you tell us more about what, um, if you could summarize maybe so, the reason why you ended his life? So if if you. If you were in the 80s, that was the time when Roe versus Wade had just been put through. And I was absolutely for pro, I was for the right to have decision, to make my own decisions as far as life is concerned. Didn't think much about it. I had just, I had been in an arranged marriage and I had just gotten out of that marriage. I was new in the US, not really seriously ever having dated before. And now, coming here, I had the full freedom to do as I wish. And that freedom kind of, I took totally, absolutely advantage of. And I was dating at one point four guys at a time. This is right after I got out of that first marriage. I had a boyfriend I dated seriously, and I left town to go visit my sister out of town. And I was seeing two other guys out there. Or was it three? I don't know. It's been a little while. And 
one of them I had, yeah, I considered what I thought was safe sex. He was wearing a condom. <laughs> and, uh, you know, no, there is no such thing as safe sex, even with birth control. I got pregnant. And I came back to where I was living in Florida, from Florida to Los Angeles. And the boyfriend that I had been dating came and picked me up and I told him I was pregnant and he was not happy. Because here I was supposedly dating him and serious about him and here I had had sex with somebody and gotten pregnant by him and he was not happy about it and I was not happy about it. I'd just gotten out of a marriage and now I'm getting into another relationship and here I am in this situation and I'm like, didn't even think about it. He said it, I agreed. Without any thought, without talking to anybody, just went ahead. I, I think he had to borrow money in order for me to get that abortion. And had it done. Mm -hmm. And so going back to your question, on that night, after I had done the surgical procedure, man, I was messed up so badly. My mind was like, what in the world did I just do? I had, I really did not. I mean, I was born up in a religion, but I never really truly closely followed it. But at that night, I seeked God. And I said, I made that promise to God that I would never do that again. Call it dependence, call it, call it whatever you want to call it. But I realized that night that was the worst decision of my life I have ever made. And down the years, I've been thinking, my life has been through so many different challenges and God's always come through. The one thing though, I wouldn't change most of it except for that, the life that I took. And I have to admit, I took that life. It was my decision, no matter what he said, what he did. But you know what? That abortion, even though it was his, not his child, it, I feel like it affected our marriage in so many ways. I did get married to him, the boyfriend, afterwards, and we had three kids. But it did get in the way of our marriage. Mm -hmm. It always, it was like the ghost that was there. It was never buried, it was there. You know, he, he couldn't trust me afterwards. Uh, the fact that, you know, I know in my heart that stayed with me and caused all kinds of issues, even though I had three kids afterwards. I couldn't deny that I had taken the life of my oldest son. Mm. Thanks for sharing, Karima. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit more about maybe like some of those feelings that you experienced um, even during the procedure and like afterwards, like your personal feelings? I, I had never researched into it, how the procedure was performed until very recently when I researched into it, I was absolutely astounded that something like that could be done on a person, a live person. The surgical procedure, man, it's horrible. And to think I had done that, man, those thoughts, even today, it haunts me as to what that baby went through, my son, that I put him through that because of the decision I made. Sure. Like I said, that night, 
after the surgery, I really, really, I mean, even then I didn't know at that point what I had done, other than I would never do it again. I made that promise. Probably more, more to myself than anything else. Um, but, you know, it was just in my heart, in my soul, I knew that that was not right, what I had done, the life I had taken. It's, it's you gave somebody a death sentence who didn't do nothing, who's innocent? Yeah, I did. So, yeah, there, there's a lot involved in it. And, you know, I wished today that I had somebody that I could have spoken with, somebody who could have said, hey, think about it. It wasn't the right time. But when is it ever a right time? You know, even the other kids I had afterwards, it was never a right time. Think about it. Talk to somebody about it. There are resources available today. There were resources available even then. But my mind was just set in that one way. I didn't even give this a chance. I wish I had done that. Mm-hmm. So, Kareem, if I heard you correctly at the beginning, you had mentioned that you were very much for, um, you know, Roe versus Wade as far as, um, you know, you have the right to do whatever you want with your body. If you wanted to have an abortion, you more or less had that yes, that mindset absolutely. when you went into it. Yeah. So you kind of felt like, hey, I, I, I have the... It's my body. It's my choice. Right. You know. But then afterwards, oh. it was... you. Something I realized else. that was not my body. That was a different body okay. in me. Mm. That was a life, you know? But that was much after. And I'll just tell you, honestly, it has nothing to do. I mean, people think it's all religion-based. It's not. It's human. We are a life. We have a right to life as an adult. When somebody kills somebody, it's a murder. Why is it that that child doesn't? That's alive too. Has as much of a right as I do. So let me ask you, you kind of already touched on a little bit. Um, I'm guessing that you felt a lot of shame and guilt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you still? I never spoke to anybody about it. The only one that knew, I don't even know if my parents knew at that time. Only one knew that was my husband. Nobody else, not even the guy whose baby that was. Never told I encountered him once, but avoided him. But no. How are you doing right now, Karima? Well, you know, I'll just tell you, if it wasn't for God's grace and His mercy, I would be a mess. Because I realized that, you know, if I could go back and change it, I would. I would have a child that's 40, some years of age, a son, who would have a life. God only knows what he would be today. Maybe not the president of the U.S., but, you know, he would have some chance to life, which I didn't even give him that option. So through God's grace, he's shown me that I can't go back and change it. 
I can't undo what's been done. We all have consequences for our decisions. That's the consequence I've lived with all these many years, but God's helped me to put him to rest. You know, to put him to rest, he's opened up opportunities for me where, woke what I didn't have at that point, I believe you talk to someone. I can be that person for someone to talk to me. You know, just say, think. Think of all these possibilities, you know. If I had thought at that point, you know, yeah, no, it's not the right time, but that's still my baby. It's in my body. And if I gave him a chance, God only knows what he could be. Mm-hmm. Financially, it wasn't good, but still, there was enough resources. I had enough provision on a daily basis. I started working, you know, good job at a bank and then at UCLA. Finances could have worked out if I had just stopped to think. And that's what I feel most women suffer with is they get the tunnel vision. First thing it enters is fear, which is what I have, fear. I can't go through this. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so how did you become free from the shame and the guilt and the depression? How did you... You know, can you share? Maybe there's somebody listening that could benefit from hearing what you have to say about that. Well, you know, when I came to faith and came to believe that God had forgiven me and understood what Jesus did on the cross, truly understood that he had washed away all my sins as far as east is to the west, Imagine, East and West never meet. It was all washed away on the cross. He had forgiven me. God who created me, who has more importance than I do, has forgiven me. Yeah. He has forgiven me. He has washed it clean. Again, I can't go back and change it, but if I could just talk to somebody who's considering it, who's out there right now, somebody who's listening to this is thinking about what challenges they have. There are so many resources available in this country. Whether you are a citizen or not, they have benefits. It won't cost you to have that baby. Yes, it's an investment. Any life is an investment. Any relationship is an investment in your life. But guess what? It's definitely worth it. I had another chance to do where God tested that promise I made. And I will tell you, I have a beautiful grandchild today because I stood my ground the next time the opportunity arose for aborting. Wow, thank you, Karima. Wow. And let me ask you one other question. And thank you so much for being so transparent and open. Really do appreciate that. Uh, What would you say to a person or a couple who is hurting right now because they ended the life of their baby? What would you say to them? I would love them. I would tell them, listen, what you've done, it's going to be heavy on you. I'm not going to I'm not going to sugarcoat that. The decision you made is based on 
the choices you have. God gives us all free choices. Whether we choose life or we choose death. God tells us to choose life each and every time. But when we make that decision ourselves to go our own way, because let's face it, it is a selfish decision. I have come to the conclusion after so many years of living with that, it was all about me, not about the life. So if you have made that decision and you're sitting out there hurting, God still loves you. God died for you on the cross. Go to him today. Tell him, do you realize that the decision you made not only affects you, but that life, your future children's life, because all of those will affect every single human being that you encounter, because that's going to be your attitude. It is going to affect others, everyone around you, that decision. So turn away from that. Repent. Tell God that you will never, just like I did that day, you will never do that ever again, given that decision. That yes, you realize that you did take that life. Admit, be honest. You have to be honest, at least with yourself. Be honest and admit it. If you cannot get past the fact that that was a life you took, you're never going to live with the reality of it. You always deal with that burden. Admit it to yourself. Admit it to God. Talk to others. That has been the best thing for me. Is the opportunity that I get to speak with others at pregnancy center and help them to stop. When your body is on fire, what do they tell you? The fire department, stop, drop, and roll. Right now, you are in the phase of making a decision that is going to be huge, that you're going to deal with it for the rest of your life. Believe me, you will. And if you don't stop for a minute and think, what are the other options? There are so many options. If you are not physically, financially able to support this child, there are others who desire that child, that want, that cannot have children. You would give that baby a chance to life, which it won't once you make that decision. There's no chance. Like I said, you can't go back and change it once you make that decision. Stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Give him a chance. That's what I would tell you. If you're suffering with it, go to the Lord. Turn away from your own ways. Let him minister to you. Understand that on the cross, if you come to him, he's already forgiven everything you've ever done and will ever do. But you got to come to him first. Without him, it's you're going to deal with it, that feeling. Thank you, Karima. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Amen to that. I'm, I was listening to what you were saying about how we all have that selfish way of uh, living, and that's what we're born with is that self-centered, mm-hmm. I want my way, you know. Absolutely. It's our pride. Our pride, right. And really, you know, I love that you just mentioned that turning to Jesus because we know that we all have sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God, and we all are born with that nature that Adam, we inherited from Adam. We want to call the shots, and uh, we get to say what's right and what's wrong, and actually that's 
you know, that's our, that's our nature we're born with. But the Lord wants us to recognize our rebellion against Him mm-hmm. and that it's against Him alone and that He is just in what He says um, when He says that the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So yeah. if there's anybody listening, as Karima has urged them, today is the day that you can call upon the name of the Lord Jesus and be saved You can repent today and turn to Jesus who died on the cross for our sins and rose from the grave. And He is the only way, truth, and life. And He is the Lord and He is the Savior. Will you consider today turning to Jesus, committing your life to Him fully as your Lord and Savior? He will wash you clean of all your shame and your guilt, your sin, and He'll give you a new life. Yes. And nothing, nothing that you have done, nothing you have done that he cannot forgive. It's, it's not, you're not that hopeless. You feel hopeless. You feel you're in, stuck in a situation that you can't get yourself out of. Believe me, I'm telling you, you're not. God is bigger than you. He has control of the whole universe. Do you not think he can come and help you if you seek him? When you seek him, He tells you, you will find Him. Seek Him. Let Him minister to you like nobody else, nothing else in this world can ever. Jesus is the only way. He is the life. He is the truth. He will never let you down. People, places, things will, but He won't. Amen. Thank you, Karima. Amen. I just want to end on this note. Is there anyone listening right now who has experienced an unplanned pregnancy and is feeling scared, pressured, or trapped? Or maybe you are grieving your baby that was aborted and needs someone to talk to, just like Karima has mentioned. Well, friend, you can call or text 800-712-4357. Again, you can call or text 800 712 4357, or you can go to optionline.org. Again, optionline.org to speak with a trained consultant. Help is available for you 24 hours, seven days a week. God sees you and cares about you. You are not alone. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Look to Jesus and look to God's Word for guaranteed hope.